Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. All right, without further ado, joining us on the Roman guest line is a friend of our show, Kevin Ray, TV voice of the Red Hot Phoenix Suns, man. On the road to, what, 13 straight Ws tomorrow. They're only like three and a half point favorites over the Cavs, which is weird. And also the national radio voice of the Dallas Cowboys. The boys are back in town. Kevin Ray, thanks for joining the show, my man. Hey, how we doing? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, I'll I'll take the reins right here and start with the game tomorrow against the the Phoenix Suns, or rather the Cleveland Cavaliers. The line is actually six and a half. The Phoenix Suns are going crazy, but they're on the road. 7-10 tip. You know this team better than anybody else. What is what's what what happened with this sudden change? Like they started off so slow. We had you on when we really questioned where this team's uh, where their mental state was at. And of course, the Sarver piece comes out, and since then they literally have not lost a game. What has turned around on the court and also maybe off the court for this organization? Yeah, I mean, look, the the slow start really didn't surprise me all that much when you consider, you know, how much basketball has been compressed in essentially what, um, you know, less than two years. Um, I mean, you have one season end, and a few short months later, you start another one, and then you get to the NBA Finals, and here you are a few months later getting to training camp, and I think it just, you know, I think for the for the average fan and even for us broadcasters, it, it's hard to understand the kind of toll that it takes, not physically, but mentally, for a team to be that close to an NBA championship mm. and to have lost. And and I think it took, you know, a little extra time for the guys to, to kind of process it. And I also think training camps aren't what they once were for a variety of reasons. Um and, you know, it was going to take about 10 days before the team really got themselves kind of locked in, in shape, mentally, physically. And since that point, they have been on a roll doing what they do. What's wild about that, quote unquote, slow start is was only four games. Like they were, right. were one and three. <laughs> the starboard piece dropped. They have not lost since. They're, they're now 13 games in a row. And now another team that's been red hot in the West is the Warriors, uh, 15 and two not quite the hot streak in terms of as many wins in a row as the Phoenix Suns. Um, both teams looking like heavy hitters right now. Obviously, the Suns did great things last season, and the Golden State Warriors disappointed. Right now in the season, from what you've seen, who do you give the edge to in the West? Oh, goodness. Um, Tough question. You know, <laughs> I mean, it really is because – are we talking about the current Warriors? Or are we talking about the current Warriors when, uh, you know, when when number seventy-seven? As, oh. uh, I, I don't I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna I don't know if he's gonna roll back to the league. That's what I'm curious about. It's like is you know as he petitioned for a new numbers, he's gonna be seventy-seven for the rest of the that. season. Oh my goodness! I, I think it would be fabulous. Just just so we're clear. Uh, but number seventy-seven that I'm talking about, you guys know, is Clay Thompson, right? And I mean, look, he he adds just another incredible dimension to a team that is, yes, playing at a very high level. And, you know, Eddie Johnson, who's my broadcast partner on our television broadcast of the Suns, you know, he had said it a couple of years ago that, that two years ago, 
as crazy as it sounds, when the Warriors had their worst season, might have been Steve Kerr's best season coaching as, you know, as the head coach for the Warriors because it really forced him to coach and teach and, and nurture some young talent. And that young talent now is balling and leading the way is Jordan Poole. Um, that kid has been nothing short of spectacular. So I, I can't wait for next Tuesday night. That'll be the first meeting between these two teams. And whether the Suns are still streaking or whether they had the streak snapped, you know, with one of these upcoming road games doesn't matter. It is going to be a Hooper's delight next Tuesday night. Kevin, 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 don't do that. You know what you just did. <laughs> don't do that. You are tremendous at this, but I am also good at seeing and hearing what you just did, which was be completely noncommittal. And I love you, but I need commitment it's right early. now. It's early. Give him a break. It's early. Still like, early. Come, come on now, Kevin. Like, imagine in your mind how these lineups match up in the Western Conference Finals, a healthy Clay Thompson against one of the slowest basketball teams in the NBA that can speed up the pace. You got Devin Booker cooking. You got Aiton. How do these? You got no real center besides Draymond Green, who's no slouch. But Da, you know how he is. Give it to me. Give me at least a feel. You know, I got to say first off, major props to you because I thought that I had pulled off the old <laughs> rope of dope. You know, mesmerized you. You know, here's the silver balls over here. Look at the shiny silver ball. And you come back and wah, wah, wah. <laughs> she prepped for that in the break, by the it's way. She's like, oh, stick, we got stick, she, stick, she said we have Kevin Ray coming up. Oh, he likes to play politician. He I'm going to get him this time. He loves to play both you, sides you, of the middle. You literally did it. You literally walked right into it. She was waiting for you. The bear trap. Now he's about to laugh his way through it. Yeah, Watch. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's trying to pull out all the stops. What kind of friends are you guys? You're supposed to help me out here. Come, Come on, on now. Kevin. Kevin, we need the content, man. Come I mean, on, man. I said I loved your grandma. Isn't that worth something? No. <laughs> Give me a play, Kevin. Like, you know how these two teams match up. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I'm, I'm going to say just because they're my team, they're yeah. my guys, I'm going to give the edge to the Suns uh, because More this veteran team – well, yeah, the veteran leadership, and let me just tell you, first and foremost, being able to be back on the road calling these games means so much because I'm I'm someone who watches like eye contact, body language, what are the coaches, how are they looking at the players, how are the players looking at one another in the huddles, and so this season, because we're back on the road, I'm able to pick that up, and this team, this Suns team, has such a killer instinct in the last five minutes. And last night it was on display again after the Spurs went on a 16-4 to run, you know, and it starts with, you know, two guys, CP3 and D-Book. Um, and so with that, I will give you a non-political stance. Boom, it's my sons. I love that. Thank <laughs> you, that? Kevin. Thank you. Kevin, what you, was it like, you, you know, it. like when you're the broadcast voice of a team and you're up and coming, you know, and you go into the bubble and you go unbeaten, but you still don't get into the playoffs. And then the next year you're the team to beat in the West and, you know, you're in the NBA finals. And like, how does everything change? Because now I almost feel like it's title or bust for the Suns when just two years ago, we were just trying to see if like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton could play together. Yeah, well, look, that, that's how quickly things can change, guys. When you get the right people around you, when you get the right le leadership, both in terms of the executive team with James Jones, with Monty Williams, and, and Chris Paul. 
you know, th- this guy's basketball IQ is off the charts, but people also don't really understand like the the number of hours of basketball that he immerses himself in. Um, it, it's no coincidence that in year 17, he's still number two in steals. I mean, think about that. 17th year, yeah. and he's number two in the league in steals. That only comes from taking care of your body, but more than importantly, you know, educating your mind. And the education comes from watching hours and hours of games, watching opponents, understanding tendencies. So he knows when the big has the ball here, how he can pop it out for the steal. Uh, so so let me ask you a serious question. Is it tough to call games for a bad team or a team where you know that they're not going to go to the playoffs? Obviously, you're happy to you know have the gig because there's only, what, 29 of them in the world, 30 of them in the world with you know backups. But, like, what's it like calling a game for, you know, when you don't know if the team's going to be very good? And now you get to call games for a team that could potentially win it all. Well, okay. yeah, and look, let me, let me just say. I mean, obviously it doesn't right change you, but, I mean, it has to be more exciting going to work when you're like, man, you got a big matchup oh, coming up against the Warriors rather than, ah, we're going to get clubbed by 30 again. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, you're you're, you're blessed. I mean, you know, you're blessed and fortunate to, to be able to be one of those 30 people to get that job. Um, so I, you know, I, I keep that in mind every day. But there is no doubt, you know, driving to the arena the last two seasons, uh, you you just have a different level of energy and vibe. And, you know, you walk into the arena, the the fans, you know, you're you're able to feed off the energy of the fans, much less what the team gives you every time they step on the floor. Kevin, last but not least, of course, Thursday, the Vegas Raiders take on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it's going to be a glorious game, especially at home on Thanksgiving for Dallas. Seven and a half point favorites right now. How does this hold team? On, hold on. What's what what what's on the menu? Oh, what's on your menu. We have to what's work. On everybody's Kevin. menu. Well, we have to actually ask. We have to actually promote our uh, turkey leg parlay. Our Kevin. menu is the lions. <laughs> the menu is the lions. Well, whatever plus Cam's wife half. is cooking, because she's catering. I won't be here, the but he, she's catering for the other team here. half in that Raiders uh, Cowboys game, and I think. Uh, Q over here has the over 43 and a half in the Saints game. Yeah, but I won't even be sweating that out because I'll probably be in a food coma by 8.20 p.m. I won't be missing anything <laughs> not watching the Saints take on the Buffalo Bills. Um, How do you think the Dallas Cowboys can get back on track, though? I, I know they, they had a lot of injuries here and there, but is there anything, like, schematically that you're seeing that they're maybe lacking these last two or three games? Well, you know, it was it look, the, the Denver game to me was a team that just felt they could step on the field and and beat the Broncos. So that game to me, you 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 flushed that one down, you know, uh, the, the proverbial train. toilet and say it is what it is. You you go to this last game on Sunday, the defense played well enough to win. I mean, when you look at the numbers, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw for 405 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. They, they got a touchdown on an 18-yard field. They had one, like, real scoring drive, and the Cowboys forced them to kick and held them to one field goal the entire second half. The offense didn't show up, and it's been the – I mean, we haven't said that in years for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, defense, you know, more than held their own. Offensive line just flat out got steal. whipped on, on Sunday afternoon. Just flat out got whipped, and – I also thought, unfortunately, 
I was really looking forward to the play calling kind of hmm. chess match between Kellen Moore and, you know, Eric Bieniemy and, and Andy Reid. But uh, I did not feel that it was probably the best play calling game for Kellen Moore as well. So, you know, it, it just comes down to you got to win the line of scrimmage. This is a Raiders team that's mm-hmm. 29th in rushing defense. And uh, look, if you want to go home and you want the turkey to taste good, you better be able to run the football and, and get a win. Nothing worse than coming home after a loss and then everybody's happy and then you have to change the mood. Oh, sorry, you guys lost. But, hey, come eat this mac and cheese. Oh, you, 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 lose on, you lose on Thursday. There's no turkey. You're getting fried spam. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. Well, that'd be terrible. I still hope they save a little <laughs> bit of turkey for me. Kevin, we'll save some turkey for you. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you have a great call. And thanks, of course, for joining us on the show we'll here. see you soon. Like you always do. Thank you, sir. Tell EJ Trista says hey. <laughs> I will. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you, sir. That's Kevin Ray of Compass Media. Also, he's calling the game on Thursday, Turkey Day.